The term spoiling your dog gets thrown around so often, but what does it mean to actually spoil your dog? Well, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the downright ugly ways that people spoil their dogs. So let's go ahead and dive into that next. guys welcome to this episode uh like you heard in the intro this is going to be talking about spoiling your dogs and some ways people are doing it that i think might not be great and then giving you guys some tips and and talk about ways that spoiling your dog is actually a good thing because i mean be honest we all want to spoil our dogs we want our dogs to be extremely happy well i should say most of us do but guys real quick like always, I am Jake. I am from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. That is going to be an online course-driven website where you're going to be able to jump on there and take courses and learn a bunch of cool stuff for training your dog and everything else. So if you're interested, definitely jump on there. It's OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. Get, click the subscribe button on the top, enter the information in, and we will send you updates. I promise not to be super annoying with the emails, but we will send you updates when courses launch so you can be the first ones to jump in and take advantage of these awesome videos that are going to help you guys out a ton. So anyways, spoiled dogs. This is something that I hear people mention all the time. Well, they spoil their dog. Oh, my dog's so spoiled. And, and personally, I guess... I say that, and my wife Jenny says that to our dog all the time. You know, we tell him, oh, man, you're so spoiled. But when we do it, it's not a negative. It's a positive. But I do think that there are some ways that people are spoiling their dogs um, that, that don't help and that are actually a negative. So that's what I wanted to talk about first. Let's dive into some of the, the, the ugly and bad ways that people are spoiling their dogs. Uh, the first one is just no rules and boundaries. You know, think about it. Like, if your dog, if you don't want to discipline your dog, if you don't want to have boundaries for your dog, and you're just going to let your dog do whatever they want because you want your dog to be happy. Well, my, my whole thought when it comes to anything with dogs is a balance. A balance between what my dog likes and dislikes and a balance between what I like and dislike. And if we can find that balance where we're both leveled out, we're in a good spot. If I don't give my dog rules and boundaries because I'm afraid that my dog's going to be unhappy, then my dog's going to be having the time of his life, potentially, we'll get into that in a second, but my dog could be having the time of his life while I'm sitting here being absolutely miserable because he's jumping on the counter, stealing food, barking, destroying things, running away from home, whatever it might be. So that's definitely not a good spoil. The other one then is, is no training. People think training is like becoming a drill sergeant. I have people all the time say, well, I don't want my dog to be a soldier. Well, training is not teaching your dog to be a soldier. Training is teaching your dog how to just be normal or, or, well, as normal as dogs can get, but just being regular, like just not not being a butthead, basically, and just being respectful, I think. Um, so training is really good. And the first two I talked about now, so the rules, boundaries, and then the training. So I guess that would be three. You know, those three... Without those, without rules, without boundaries, and without training, it's not setting your dog up. It's not making your dog spoiled. It's actually setting your dog up to 
have a lot of issues, a lot of confusion, um, and and can get into a world of trouble in a lot of different ways. So if you're doing this and you're like, well, I just want my dog to live a happy, free life and frolic among the flowers or whatever you want to say, um, stop. Stop it. Put some rules, put some boundaries, and put some darn training on your dogs because it is extremely, extremely valuable. Because remember, guys, dogs like structure. Dogs are pack animals. Pack animals have structure, absolute structure. And if there's no structure, that actually, in my opinion, can be kind of a negative for the dogs, and they can struggle with it. So keep that in mind. Now, when I say rules and boundaries, I should jump to that real quick again. Or even training. I don't mean like you should never let your dog jump on the couch. You should never let him lay in bed with you or do anything like that. I mean, I let my dog do those things. But those things are earned. They're earned through training. We've done a lot of training. His manners are good. His training's good. And he's proven to us that he can handle those type of things. So we allow it to happen. We allow him up on the couch. And we don't let him sleep in bed with us at night. But he is allowed to come up on the bed and lay there and hang out with us. By all means. And then he goes to his kennel because we create our dogs and uh, he sleeps there at night. So don't think that because I'm saying, no, you know, you have to have rules and boundaries and stuff that you can't let your dog have any fun. They just have to be able to earn it. And to me, that's the biggest thing. The next thing when it comes to, I would call it more of the ugly. And this is a big, huge, fat one. No pun intended. Maybe some pun intended. Whatever. This is overweight dogs. Spoiling your dog through excessive food and poor nutrition. This, to me, is worse than anything I've talked about already. Worse than than no training. I'd rather have a fit dog with no training than a fat dog that's just suffering with, with health issues and joint issues and weight issues and gross. You know, weight issues is such a preventable thing for most dogs. Yes, I know there could be thyroid issues. There's certain things that can cause weight gain, but there's also certain things that can help with that. So I still don't think it's an excuse. You know, I've, I grew up with basset hounds, and I mean, I always saw fat basset hounds, just fat pigs. And people just, it became the stereotype. You know, you see it with, you see it with pigs. <laughs> you see it with basset hounds. You see it with pugs. You see it with a lot of different breeds. that They're just fat. You know, you look at like a, a Rottweiler, and even Rottweilers, like, you know, they're not not supposed to be these big block fat dogs. They're supposed to be muscular and thick. But people look at these dogs and go, he needs to be big. And so they just give him a ton of food and the dog becomes fat and in a lot of pain, a lot of, a lot of discomfort and everything. So feeding your dog too much food or the whole notion of, well, he looked hungry. So I gave him more food. Please, most dogs are good. If you ask the dog, hey, you want to eat more? There's a ton of dogs out there, probably a high percentage of the dogs that are going to go, well, heck yeah, I want to eat more. So don't let your dog decide if they should have more food or not. Let your dog's body decide that. And and so just, it sounds, it sounds so easy, but stop giving your dog excess food. I'm a treat trainer. We use a lot of rewards when we're, when we're training. And... But I still, I keep an eye on what I'm giving them, and then I either deduct it from their food for the day, or if they just had an active day, I'll give them their normal amount, but I'm watching their weight constantly. And when I'm sitting there, eating at night, sitting on the couch, watching a movie, eating some popcorn, I'm not stuffing my dog full of popcorn. I'm not giving my dog a bunch of stuff like that, because 
for one, I don't want to, I don't want the dog begging and, and learning those bad habits. But for two, I don't want my dog to get fat. My dog's a sport dog. He has to be in shape. But to me, it doesn't matter. I don't care if your dog is running agility uh, seven days a week or if your dog's a couch potato. It doesn't matter. The dog should not be overweight. And as hard as it is for some people, me including, to keep weight off, it shouldn't be hard for us to do this for our dogs because we are in full control of that and we can tell them, no, you don't get that food. So be careful with that. I had, and I like to get into stories sometimes, I'm sorry, but I had a somebody I know who fed their dog milk bone biscuits for meals. You think go through like a box a day or something like that, something ridiculous. But milk bone biscuits for meals. And the dog was like four years old, looked like it was 12, was miserable, gross coat, and extremely obese. Like I'm pretty sure... That if I took like a brand new pen and poked the dog, I could probably poke it until the pen is completely gone and still not touch ribs. Like it was just bad. It was bad. So if you're walking around and your dog is extremely obese, I will give you the evil eye internally and be like, come on, guys. You got to do something about that. Because it's not spoiling your dog. Yes, it makes you feel good. But that's just it. It makes you feel good. And maybe in the moment your dog's happy because they get a cookie. But in the end, when your dog is is 10 years old and already suffering from back issues or arthritis or anything because their joints are failing on them because they have 30 pounds of excess weight on them, that's not spoiling. That's torture. That's that, This is getting a lot deeper than I thought it would. And as you can hear, I'm probably a lot more passionate than I thought I would too. Sorry. Um, but But it's just... I feel like it's more of a form of, of abuse than it is spoiling your dog. So just keep them lean. Give them activity. And that kind of jumps us into, because I'm going to get off this topic because I could probably rant for another 20 minutes and nobody wants to sit on an episode of, of the podcast here and uh, listen to that. So we're going to jump into the uh, proper ways, I should say, uh, in my opinion, of spoiling your dog. And that starts off with... Big surprise, proper nutrition. So proper nutrition is simple. You know, well, it's simple-ish, I should say. Don't go off of a bag of food. And we might actually do an episode that talks more about nutrition. But don't necessarily go off the food, the bag of food. Because that bag of food might tell you feed two cups. But your dog maybe isn't eating two cups, you know, twice a day or whatever it would be. Maybe your dog only wants a cup twice a day. Well, what's the point of feeding them a bunch if they're going to keep leaving it in their bowl for one? But for two, if your dog's uh, metabolism or whatever isn't in a good spot or isn't isn't where they suggest on the bag, then you're continuously getting your dog fatter and fatter and fatter. Or the opposite could happen. They could be getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier, and you're not doing anything about it. So like I mentioned before, let your dog's body determine how much you're giving them. I'm always looking at my dog's uh, build. How you looking? Now you're looking a little chunky. Let's take a little bit of weight off you. Let's either increase your activity or decrease your, your food a little bit, depending. And and keeping them at a good weight. You know, for the longest time we had a basset hound here with us, and his name was Copper, and he was always pretty lean. Uh, and then when he retired from doing show dog stuff, we leaned him out more. 
because Basset Hounds are notorious for uh, back issues and everything else. So we didn't want that to happen. So we made sure he was good and lean, and we let his body determine how much food we were giving him. We let the time of year slightly. Some people think you need to feed more in the winter because while it's cold and calories, no, your dog is staying in the house most of the time with you guys, laying on its cozy bed, not as active. It needs less food, not more. But I digress. Look at your dog's body. Make sure they have that little bit of an hourglass figure, and I don't care what breed you have. There should be something there. And um, make sure they're getting a good quality food, good quality treats. Um, you know, If you want to give your dog little snacky things, make sure it's healthy. Don't be giving it table scraps or anything like that that could be possibly uh, dangerous to your dog or just downright just not healthy for your dog. Uh, give them some good things. You know, There's so many good little treats and foods out there that you can give your dogs. You know, you got raspberries, you got yogurt, you know, obviously plain, plain yogurt, but you know, you've got blueberries for antioxidants. There's so many healthy things that your dogs will really get into and enjoy that are better than feeding them, you know, a half, half a bowl of cereal because you were full and couldn't finish it. Uh, so keep that in mind, proper nutrition. Then jumping back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this is clear rules, boundaries, and training. That basically, if you heard my first little rant at the beginning, that goes right into this one. The dog needs rules. The dog needs to know what it can and cannot do. If you're so wishy-washy, you're not clear on rules, and sometimes you are okay with something and other times you're not okay with something just depending on your mood, that's so confusing to the dog and the dog is going to have no clue how to react. And it's going to be stressful and stress produces a ton of different things in dogs. So you definitely want to have like some good clear rules clear boundaries, you know, don't run away, don't jump on the counter, you know, different things like that, but just some clear boundaries and things your dog can and cannot do, which basically is a rule. Um, and then training, just throw some simple training, basic training. If you can get some, a decent foundation on your dog and that's as far as you go, okay, cool. But at least the dog knows sit, maybe no stay, isn't terrible on the leash, can come when they're called. That's so important, you know, and, and just has kind of a good understanding of the basic stuff. You're, you'll be you'll be fine as long as you're doing the, the 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 rules and boundaries as well you'll be just fine and the last one then is just um, proper energy outlets you know that to me is like ultimate spoil when you're playing with your dog and your dog's getting tired you know when your dog comes home from swimming or playing at the park or maybe doggy daycare or something or even if you've taken them to a class and your dog had fun there and and uh they come home and they're tired. Well, they say a tired dog's a good dog. I say a tired dog is a happy dog. I think, especially, I mean, so, you know, we have a sport dog, obviously. And, um, you know, when, when it's cold out, when we're not able to work him a whole lot, we see it. He's pacey, a little more pacey. He's he's just, he needs to get out and run. Um, so he gets a little cabin fever. Being able to do those proper outlets for him, whether it's tug of war, playing, ball chasing, daycare swimming whatever it might be or if you have an older dog like with our basset hound that we had when he was like 10 years old we popped him into a advanced dog training class um at a, at a dog training place and just for fun and i swear he would come home exhausted but when he was there he was so freaking happy it made his life have purpose he was excited and that to me is like the ultimate spoil if your dog, if, if you can do something that's mentally or physically healthy for your dog and they're happy about it, 
That is ultimate spoiling, and that's what everybody should be gearing towards. Find those things that make your dog happy, that are a good thing to do with them, and do more of it with them. Because that's the spoiling we want. We don't want spoiling where we have out-of-control dogs who are turds biting people and getting super fat and sick and gross. Um, you know, we, we just want a good a, a dog that's got good structure um, around its life. I guess good structure in its body, too. Uh, that's That's got good nutrition, rules, boundaries, and then has that exercise outlet, guys. And so keep that in mind. You know, get out there and play with your dog. You know, this episode is shot. It is May. It is getting really nice outside. And I have been going outside and playing fetch with Luda, my dog, for quite a while now. And he is absolutely in heaven with it. And then every night when we're ready to settle down and watch a little TV and decompress, he crashes on the couch. And he just, he's so happy. You know, that to me is spoiling. That to me is the best spoiling in the world. So strive for that. Strive for happy through healthy ways. But that's all I got for you guys for this this week. We'll see you guys next week. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you guys are thinking about some good positive ways you can spoil your dog. And hopefully if you are doing any of the negative ways, hopefully you're just kind of checking some stuff out, thinking about it a bit, and looking to change. So like I said before, you can always jump on our website on dogtrainingacademy.com and subscribe to our email list where we will be updating people when these courses that we are producing become available. Um, But that's it, guys. Enjoy your week. We'll see you guys next week. Keep plugging away, and let's get these dogs to be happy. We'll see you next time.